0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to Movie News number 70. Let's talk about all the latest things in film and TV. Hello movie friends, welcome back to the show Hope you had a great week so far It's time to round up the news There's so much movie news to talk about How, How about, about we start, oh Jake's no, Jake's you owe me a coke Start with the uh, box office The number one movie at the box office this weekend Was obviously Black Adam, the new hierarchy And the DCEU has uh, arrived The, the hierarchy? The- I don't know about that the- after this At $62 million <laughs> domestic opening It has not been released in China This is not the global number So I'm sh- I'm sure it would have hold like 100 million if it was we had all the results from international box office as well as China I still think it's a bit of a disappointment because it's a $200 million movie. They really need this to make like $450, $500 million to make a profit. What did I say? You said $70 million. I said $70 million. Wow, man. That was pretty spot on. I knew this would do Thor early movie numbers. I thought it would pull $100 million easy domestic. No way. that's all of North America, so that's the United States and, and uh, Canada. I've been telling you, man, it's not that kind of, like, that kind of pull. Uh, I think that a superhero movie of this scale, if it pulls under... that's kind of a disappointment because with these movies, especially because there's always big movies coming out every weekend, this month and next month are jam-packed, they're going to make as much as they can in the first weekend because it's going to drop off. And also, this movie has bad word of mouth. Um, very mixed reviews besides the secret cameo that everyone yeah, yeah. knows about yeah. which they revealed in the new teaser trailer exactly which was silly so i think that this movie is going to be a big uh not a big flop but it's going to be a very a modest flop i think it might break even i'm not sure if it will because it needs to make 500 million and it looks like with this kind of opening it looks like domestically it'll top out at uh maybe a buck 40 Maybe one hundred and fifty if it's lucky, and then internationally it might match that. I'm guessing this will have a three hundred to three hundred fifty million dollar cap internationally box office. Maybe, yeah, we'll see because it's definitely going to drop like all movies do. We we can expect a forty percent drop. We know in what box movie office. didn't drop this year; <laughs> it just kept soaring. so we can expect a huge drop in the box office in the next couple of weeks. But we will get the results from China once it gets released there. Again, it needs to make like five hundred million dollars. And Calvin sent us a sent a video on Instagram where. <laughs> He went to opening day and it was an empty theater besides him yeah. and his son that were going to see the movie. So I think the that people just weren't super excited about this movie compared to, I guess, Marvel movies or, or I guess. It, well, my guess, I'm saying I never liked the trailer ever I, since yeah. any of the trailers. And when we got the first tease and I saw the trailer for the first time. My reaction was like, that's it? I'm going to hold judgment until we see it. We're seeing it today on Sunday morning, and we're going to review it and have an episode for it for Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, so we'll talk about it then. But I think we all need to remember that this movie was made with the previous Warner DC ownership and, and management before the merger, before they started cutting the management. The DC film production yeah, team. Yeah, the people that yeah. were running that were basically was the problem with DC. So remember, that movie. this movie was finished and produced and created by that management. So it's not going to be, I think, the expectations we have for DC going forward because of the new management. And I actually have um, a story about that. So Walter Hamada, he had been DC Films leader and president for the last several years. And he's officially fired from Warner Brothers Discovery. So this was the last release that he oversaw. And the company Warner Warner Brothers Discovery hasn't replaced him yet. But they're clearly doing an overhaul. And I think most of his staff is also gone. So this was like the final thing that they had done. And from now on out, it's going to be, like you said, a new team, new producers. And basically an overhaul of DC's film production team. And... Obviously Warner Brothers has not been happy with the last several releases and this was probably like the final nail in the coffin for Hamada um, what's what I what, corporate culture is so silly because right now the Warner Brothers is finalizing his payout of, because of his long-term uh, run at the studio so he's gonna get a payday even though a he got fat fired Jack check. A fat so check. That's, that's corporate culture isn't it silly like you 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 messed up. And he's still getting a payout. Well, let's not just put all the blame on one person, all right? I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna say that Hamada was the reason why all this was happening. He, but you know, I'm, we don't. I don't well, want. No, no. S- did you see um, si- the cyborg actor's tweet? It was. It was about him, right? Yeah, because this guy Hamada apparently like was took the the sign of Joss Whedon and put like hit all of the news stories like any any kind of like negative press about uh, Joss Whedon. And basically covered up everything about that production. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. And and shut down the other actors from ever getting any kind of power or their story told. So Apparently he was a toxic person. I if think that's I true, think he that's has a lot to do yeah, with if it. Yeah, that's true. That's terrible. I haven't yeah. looked into it. I need to see the 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 facts. I gotta see that. I haven't looked into that. You love you love. Facts. I like I need facts. <laughs> you, lo- you love facts. But again, this is a two hundred million dollar movie. We can fu- we factor in probably $200 dollars marketing. Plus, you know, they did secret reshoots because we all know the big secrets, So that probably costs even more millions of dollars. So, so again, many millions. It needs to make five hundred million dollars. If it has legs, it can. We'll see. Moving on to more box office ticket to- ticket to paradise the the Clooney Julia Roberts movie. It made another sixty million dollars this weekend. It's up to ninety six million global, and this, that's a hit. That this budget was sixty mil. They both probably pulled twenty million dollar checks for this movie to get it made. But still, pulling almost hundred million dollars for this movie—that's insane. That's that's huge. They still are a box office draw. I love them. Yeah, together they, it's great. They've had they've made three movies together now. This is their third one, and. They're just a, they're a terrific pair. They have so much on-screen well, chemistry. Oh, yeah, so they only did the first two Oceans. She's in the first two Oceans, and mm-hmm. then this. And this. They've never been in another movie besides that? He's directed her. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Clooney and Rob Julia. Let me check. Julia Roberts and Clooney. And George. No, I think he's just directed her. And they're, they're such great friends that you just assume that they oh, yeah, so they're in together. Oh, yeah, they're pals. Oh, yeah, because she's not in Oceans 13, so yeah, uh, just those, those three. Yeah, but she's in one of his movies, um... But this isn't their fight. <laughs> <laughs> She's fabulous. I, I, I've always loved Julie Robertson, but it's they are s- legendary actors. The chemistry together though and, is insane. But people love them, yeah. especially like people like our mom's age. Our mom loves them. And I think they're a terrific pair. Lauren Balf actually did the music for that, so I'm glad that you know, I think also people like to like like romantic comedy every once in a while. Yeah, this yeah. is a rom com. Kind of yeah. Basically. But it's an interesting concept where yeah. it's like It's a cute trailer. A divorced couple yeah. coming to like come together for their, their daughter, daughter, right? Yeah. yeah. I, daughter, I like the trailer. Their daughter's getting married, yeah. and so I think it's, it's set, set up a- like they opens with them sitting accidentally sitting next to each other on the plane. And yeah. I, I it's think not it, exactly a rom com, yeah. but it's, it's kind of it seems really relevant to a lot of divorced people. Yeah. I think that's why because so many people get divorced and they're like, this is this is what I wish it was like. But yeah. also like to get a break from all like the violence and action and stuff that's been like hammered down our throats recently. True. And to just be like, hey, it's just normal people. Uh, next up we have Halloween Ends, which dropped eighty-seven percent of the box office with eight point seven million this week. And again, it it did get released streaming on Peacock, so we expected a huge drop. Eighty-seven percent of the box office drop is huge though. So it has a total of fifty-four million dollars, and again it's streaming on Peacock. And then in fourth place, we had Smile pulled another 8.9 million. That's up to o- almost $150 million at the global box office on a $17 million budget. Holy crap, what a success. If it had just made eight if it had made nine million on its first weekend, even that's a success. So the fact that it pulled in nine million on what, its fourth weekend? Third weekend. Third weekend, that's insane. So great great job by them. Uh congrats to that team. Let's move on to okay, the news. So there's some big news about House of the Dragon. Do not look up any fans. Of House of the Dragon, do not look online about the finale because the finale episode was leaked. Warner Brothers, HBO Max, do not know how it happened, but some someone got a hold of it and leaked the entire finale online. People have been watching it too. Like, why would you want to watch it on like a shitty stream? I know, but um, don't look for spoilers. Stay off when you go on Twitter and Instagram. Just like blur your eyes to make sure you're safe from stuff because there are people who want to spoil it. Like we've we've had people commenters in our videos spoil stuff. Um, and I've had to delete comments because I don't know why some people just like love to crash rain on everyone's parade, I guess. The Spider-Man trio was spoiled for us. Yeah. Even though we all knew it was going to be in the movie, but like it got spoiled. Oh, yeah, also Zendaya's uh rescue from That got spoiled. That too, got yeah. spoiled for someone literally told me Andrew Garfield saves Zendaya the same way as in he failed in Spider-Man. And too. also I was Aunt, like, Oh thanks, man. And That's also, awesome. Aunt May's uh Aunt May's death was spoiled for us as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we had three the three big spoilers were yeah. spoiled for us. I was like, Thanks, guys. But so stay away from all the spoilers. Uh Warner Brothers and HBO Max are trying to take down every stream online, but it might just be too widespread for them to stop it. Who would do that? That's such a crappy thing to do. I know. Like why? I hope they can find the person. Me too. I really do. If they do, they can get. They don't they, deserve to work. They in can get in prison for a long time. They don't deserve to work in entertainment ever again. Because these these leaks happen from people who have access to the files. It's terrible because yeah. so many people work on these productions. It's their job. They depend on it. And they depend on the success of them. And if they're gonna lose streaming views because of it for HBO Max, obviously they'll be fine. But still, oh, yeah. let like so many people are involved in one episode of the show. It's it's really it's really a a, ter- a terrible thing to do to the whole production. I'm guessing they're they're gonna hit. Ma- they might hit 30 million people watching the. film. Finale. It's possible. I think it's going to be massive. It might be 30 million. It's going to be massive. If not, at least 25 million people are going to watch the finale. Moving on to Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which airs starting October 25th. Now, this will be a four-night Halloween event with two episodes each night. Basically, an anthology horror series of sinister stories with lots of gr- great directors. The director of, of Mandy Cosmatos, he has a segment here, too. <laughs> you, panel- just, you just stopped. Like, of Mandy... I was like, is, was like, is he going to say his name? Cosmatos, right? The Italian director. He has uh, one of his episodes is going to be in this show, too. So I cannot wait to check this out. It's going to be a four-night event, event again every single night, four nights in a row. Yeah, and Guillermo is a producer on all the shorts. I love short um, horror films. They can be really great. Like, Trick or Treat is a terrific anthology. Yeah, I'm not sure how long VHS. the run times will be. Probably like a half hour or something like that. Probably like, kind of like VHS. I think that's a great um, space for it. Netflix or Amazon Prime. Streaming services are great would be a, i feel like they should get more into short films because we'll there's so the many thing short... with short films is remember that big streaming platform that launched i can't remember what tubi? it was called tubi yeah they try to do like a a short film pr- well platform. so that that was like five minute increments yeah to watch, to what watch I mean. a feature film i'm talking like good like 35 minute short films no that was yeah but that was specifically designed for short films really? and for short movie streaming mm-hmm. and it just was a a huge fail and they lost billions of dollars on it because i think there's a, a specific number a time that people want to like put into a movie and i think it's got to be like 30 minutes oh for, yeah for, for a yeah. tv series or a movie you can't Absolutely. do like no one wants to go on netflix and watch something that's five minutes long it seems like it's not worth your time if it's only a couple minutes exactly yeah anyways big trailer creed 3 released its uh first two posters and its first trailer with michael b jordan coming both as the director and star of this film, as well as Jonathan Majors playing his new adversary. The trailer looks really cool. Um, I'm glad that Michael B. Jordan is like taking the helm. It's really cool that he's taking power of his franchise and overseeing the production Directing of it as a it, director. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Majors is a rising star. Very Dude good actor. Dude got jacked. Yeah, he got huge. I w- Holy w- shit. Shit. Men's Health did a uh, video of him in his workout routine, and he is a beast. He's a monster in this. But it looks cool. It looks it looks really interesting, and it looks like uh, uh, Adonis' past is coming back to haunt him. I like how it doesn't seem like he's related to Clubberling. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like its own character that they created. I, I think it's a, a He is movie. Clubberling. <laughs> <laughs> he's the clone Re- of Clubberling. Re- born. <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Safdie Bros and Adam Sandler, who have a new movie in the works at Netflix, reportedly set in the world of high-end card collecting. So I'm not sure if it's going to be baseball cards, <laughs> football cards, Pokemon cards. Probably maybe, all of them. Maybe all of them combined. Yeah. So that seems like a really cool concept. And Adam Sandler is, yes, confirmed to coming back to star in this movie. Sign me up. Next up, we have a new legacy sequel coming to the works at Universal. (laughs) You thought they were done? You (laughs) thought they were done. (laughs) They never done. Twister, the sequel. We know you've been asking for it. We know you've been waiting. (laughs) The screenwriter for The Revenant, Mark L. Smith, has written a script that reportedly focuses on the daughter of Hunt Joe Harding and (laughs) Bill Paxton Harding's child. Twister, (laughs) the revenge. Twister, what's the twist? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they have to tie it to the legacy character. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately bill paxton won't be in it because he yeah, passed away passed recently away. but i'm sure that um who plays the who plays miss uh jo- hunt joe joe uh, um uh the lead actress in it yeah hold on What's holly it? hunter is it holly hunter it might be or it's not laura dern twister helen Hunt, helen Hunt, helen Hunt. of course i always mix up that name with holly hunter She's from you know her from Castaway. Yeah, yeah, Castaway. Lots, of lots. Were they married? I thought they were just like. Well, maybe they got they got together. They did. They ended it together. Yeah, Yeah. they were. Remember, she was trying to get him to sign. Or she was trying to get him to sign the divorce papers. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's how that movie opens. Yeah. What was the name of the uh, the machine? Or is he trying to get her to sign the divorce papers or is it vice versa? I haven't seen it. He's trying to get her to sign the divorce papers. He's got a new girlfriend. He's like, leave me alone. Remember he brings his girlfriend with the sunglasses and she's like having a terrible time. I can't and he remember. brings the divorce papers. She won't sign them because she's too focused on the Twister stuff. He used to be in the Twister catching game, but he got out of it. He's got this new girl. Once they think you're gone, they drag you back in. Pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> Twister. Legacy reboot. <laughs> because it's the sequel we always wanted. We've been waiting I for I love it. Twister. We've been waiting for it. I, I guess Spielberg is the one who like, read the script and loved it. Guy got uh-huh. going. Oh, it must be good. Well, Revenant's awesome. For you fans of the Hunger Games, Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, um, they've released a new featurette a video of the cast taking tours of the huge sets of the production of the film looks very cool. Uh, the cast is amazing. So if you want to check that out, get a little tease before we get our final our first trailer of the movie, take a look at the video. Now, Black Panther Black Panther Wakanda <laughs> Black Forever. <Panda>. Black, <laughs> Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out very soon this November, November 11th. The box office is expected to pass 175 million at the open in its opening weekend. I'm so curious. I could see it happening for sure. The first one made a billion dollars, and this is the much much anticipated sequel. Obviously, without Chadwick Boseman in the film, I think a lot of people are going to be curious to see how they're going to go forward with Black Panther. The latest trailer was really exceptional. Uh, we just saw it in theaters, and it looked really great. I think this movie could pull 175 million at the box office. Remember, that's what superhero movies used to do before COVID. Oh yeah, I think it could pull that no problem. I don't think it'll make a billion. Uh, only if it's been pretty rare to make a billion the last couple of years. Uh, Top Gun and one other. I think that's it. Jurassic. Jurassic, yeah. So I but think Jurassic was in theaters for like yeah, forever, for like months trying they to just, hit. They just were like, Come on, one more weekend. One more weekend. Tom did it in like two months. He's like, <laughs> It's about time, guys. <laughs> I see it making a huge opening weekend. I see it could uh, possibly get up to 200 million, but I don't see it making the same amount of money as Black Panther 1. We'll see. We'll find we'll, out. We'll find out, yeah. Also, Denzel Washington is back in the news with Equalizer 3. Fuqua and him are filming the movie. Dakota Fanning is uh, one of the new lead actors. Well, she's back because she was in the first one. That was Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh my god, it was. Yeah. Wow. 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 Just because they're just blonde white girls, huh? (laughs) Every blonde white girl looks the same, same, huh? (laughs) Jeez. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, di- of, it's different because different people. Of, it's because of Man on Fire. Yeah, Creasy Bear. Creasy, Creasy. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a sequel. He survived. He turned into the Equalizer. Yeah, this is sequel this is basically Man is he, on Fire 2 yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is basically Man on Fire 2 Get excited, everybody! It's finally happening. Oh man, but um. Creasy! <laughs> I read it. I read because she was cast in it months ago, the announcement. And I read that he he loved working with her on Man of Fire. And he said that when he made Man of Fire, he said that she's one of the most talented actors he'd ever worked with. And she was like seven. She's awesome. She's really, a, she's a naturally gifted actress. And I can't wait to see her in this. I mean, she's great in uh, War of the Worlds. She's so oh, good yeah. in that movie. She's yeah. tremendous. Yeah. She's like as good as Tom Cruise in that movie. Yeah, she's a very, very good actor. And she was like nine. Uh, Moving on to Chad Stahelski is going to direct Black Samurai. The new film would adapt the eponymous book series by Mark Olden, which introduces Robert Sand, an American soldier in Japan who learns the ways of the most powerful martial arts and becomes the Black Samurai, embarking on a mission to stop dangerous forces who threaten everything he holds dear. Sign me the hell up. Let's go. Stahelski directing a samurai movie. I know he wanted to do uh, Ghost of Tsushima, but this is really cool as well. Did that not work out? I don't think it worked out for him being a director. Oh, too bad, man. Where is is he? I think he's is he directing like or producing it. I feel like he's directing it. Hold on, let me let me double check. Chad Stahelski. I think they're just in pre-production, Ghost like early pre-production. Of Tsushima wants to make the film in Japanese. Oh yeah, so I think, yeah, I he think is, it's still okay. happening. All right. Yeah, he's just, so he's just maybe he's just warming up. So he's gonna he's, <laughs> he's gonna do, it up. He's gonna do Black Samurai first, then goes to Tsushima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, internet. <laughs> Uh, There's a great uh, new documentary on Steph Curry coming out on Apple TV called Underrated. It'll explore his entire career, which spans more than a decade. He's one of the most decorated athletes in American uh, modern contemporary times. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I think he's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most important basketball players in the history of the sport, probably like Mm -hmm. of all the people that changed the game. He's top five for sure. Yeah, he had a huge effect on it. Also coming from A24 as well. Catherine Hahn says Agatha, Governor of Chaos origins will begin filming. Even though next we already week. saw the origin, <laughs> we saw her origin already. Is it going to be an origin story? Yes, yeah, an origin. Agatha Origins. Oh yeah, it's the, from the Salem Witch Trials, right? <laughs> yeah. Even though we already saw her origin. So Agatha, Governor <laughs> of Chaos begins filming next month. It's coming out next year. And a lot of people loved it, so we we'll, I'm sure we'll all be excited to check it out. The Conjuring 4 is officially happening. It's being written by the series screenwriter, which is good news. So oftentimes with se- sequels of sequels, we'll, they'll get new writers and stuff. But I think it's great that they're holding on to the same screenwriter. That is a good sign for the franchise going forward. I completely agree. I love no, The Conjuring. I think all three movies are really good. I really like the third one a lot too. So hopefully the fourth one comes out pretty soon because I love horror. And final bit of news is horror. So the a new Silent Hill movie with returning director Christoph Gans is on the way. After a decade or so lost in the fog, the Silent Hill franchise seems to be re-emerging in a big way. A live stream from Konami overnight revealed that three new games are in the works, two all-new ones in a PC and PS5 remake of Silent Hill 2, and a new movie, Return to Silent Hill, is also underway. So he made the 2006 film. There's two movies. That's that's the... um, the earlier one, then Kit Harrington was in one in like 2012 that was really bad. Yeah. But the first one was pretty good. I liked yeah. it. No, it's really yeah. well liked. Yeah. yeah. I, With uh, Ronna Mitchell was the lead actor. It's a cool it... horror movie. Yeah. It really is. They did a good job. Super, so, super. It's awesome. Great. They're going yeah. to the original director to make the new one. Maybe now that we're getting a PS5, we should play the, a horror game. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, that wraps up movie news number 70. Holy wow. crap! We've been doing this for a year and a half now. The movie news. Time flies. Uh, stay tuned for our Black Adam review and episode, which will be on Thursday tomorrow. On Monday, we have an episode on modern horror. The modern horror boom. Yeah. So we had a great discussion, just me and Anthony talking. Just about us two. Free will and discussion about how much the horror movie has ch- horror genre has changed. All the modern studios and films and stories that are coming out. It was was a really great talk. I think you're all going to enjoy it so much. I think you're going to enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And then Tuesday, we'll be reviewing the finale of Hot D. Hot D. Hot Hot Diesel. Diesel. Have fun watching it tonight. Don't look at the spoilers. Yes. And I cannot wait. It's going to be... It's called The Green... I mean, The Black Queen? The Black Council. The Black Council? I think. No, The Black Queen. Black Queen, yeah. yeah. Which is going to be Damon and Rhaenyra's side of things. No, it's not. I can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) Stay tuned. Take care, everybody. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay classy. (laughs) Bye. Origins. (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) Like a soundboard now. (laughs) (laughs) Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.